Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Also, I'm on YouTube, so you can just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored, and then make sure you click subscribe there as well. And then if you're ever able, please go ahead and share it with your friends. A lot to get to today, but we're going to kick things off talking about the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos hired their new head coach. I know. It's awesome. I'm excited. My voice is high. That's right. Nathaniel Hackett, former offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, has uh, agreed to be the Broncos head coach. I'm excited for that, mostly because that does open the door for Aaron Rodgers. And I've, I've been talking about this for a while. And I even said like a couple of weeks ago, Nathaniel Hackett makes sense, mostly because he's an offensive mind. And I think the Denver Broncos uh, as a whole we're kind of tired of that defensive mind and the offense has been just disgusting for several years. So going in an offensive direction made sense to me and apparently it makes sense for the Denver Broncos. So that's what they're doing with Nathaniel Hackett. Look at Nathaniel Hackett. He, he had led the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams to success, they were like a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl a few years back. Then that goddamn beautiful Tom Brady fucked things up. He did. The Jags were, when he was offensive coordinator, they were they were averaging like 24 points a game. But he did get fired from the Jags uh, after a seven-game losing streak. They credited that to a, a slow offensive start in each game. Where have we heard that before? The Broncos are notorious for having shit going on as far as offensive goes in the first, like, two quarters. And then they decide to play and start scoring some touchdowns either late in the second quarter or early third. So so this will be interesting to see. Obviously, he since 2019, he's been with the Green Bay Packers, working with the legend that is Aaron Rodgers. And in his... Rain, he was, as the OC, the Packers have the second most offensive TDs, 160, and the fewest giveaways, 37, in the NFL since he became the OC again in 2019. As the OC, Hackett didn't actually call plays for Green Bay, but they do consider him innovative, energetic, and and he can relate to players, and that's going to really serve him well for a first-time head coach. And we'll get into that here in a second. But Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show just a few weeks ago talking about Hackett. And this is what he had to say about Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I'm really happy for Nathaniel. I mean, I think he's he's. Uh, this is a little overdue, to be honest. I mean, I think he's been around the game for a long time. What he did in Jacksonville, I think, was pure magic. Uh, getting them within a quarter of the Super Bowl uh, was mm. incredible. He's a, he's a great coach. I love spending time with him. He's a fantastic teacher. He's incredible in front of the room. And I'm really happy for him. There you go. Again, that was uh, Aaron Rodgers on with Pat McAfee just a few weeks ago. And now Nathaniel Hackett is with the Denver Broncos. Does that mean that Aaron Rodgers is going to walk through that door? Well, there's the, the door is actually off the hinges because Nathaniel Hackett being the head coach of the Denver Broncos – that door's not even cracked open. It's not like halfway open. It's not fully open. There's no fucking door on the hinges anymore. If Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Denver Bronco, he's going to be a Denver Bronco. Don't know if he wants it or not, 
But the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is part of the Denver Broncos franchise, that does make it a little bit more inviting. But there's still no guarantees that Aaron Rodgers is going to come with him. Okay? But there, there's still a lot of people out there. Like whenever I post the videos of, like when I, I was saying that a few weeks ago that Nathaniel Hackett made sense to be a Denver Broncos head coach, the, and then that opens the door for Aaron Rodgers. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers' last uh, press conference, he didn't shut any of the critics up that were saying, there, you know, he's not he's going to stay a, uh, a Green Bay Packer. And, you know, he's going to retire a Green Bay Packer. None of, the, none of these things. He didn't shut anybody up. He didn't say, I, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than Green Bay. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. He's looking elsewhere. He's got the wandering eye. Look at He's like that, that meme where that dude is walking with his girlfriend and she's giving, giving him that stink eye because his eyes are turned back checking out the butt of the Denver Broncos. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. He didn't silence any of the critics. He's looking elsewhere. That being said, doesn't mean he's going to leave. Shit's weird. Shit's weird. But here's the thing. That door is wide open. There is no door on that door. There's no door on the door. Oh, my God. It's like the Matrix. It's like that, that, that bald-headed kid. There is no spoon. Oh, my God. There's no spoon and there's no door. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead. Said, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. Aaron Rodgers could be walking through that open space. Okay? <laughs> anyway, but if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to the Denver Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett, is that still a good hire? It's a good question, and time will tell, but if you look at it, it, it is a good hire because obviously you're, you're trying to correct the problem. The big problem for the Denver Broncos wasn't the defense. It was the offense, and you bring, you're bringing in an offensive mind to kind of correct things, but the problem is you're still dealing with your quarterback situation, which nobody knows what that actually is anymore. We, we don't know what the Broncos have at quarterback moving forward. We don't. We don't know if if somehow, some way that they get uh, Aaron Rodgers, although the pieces are starting to fall into place. Nathaniel Hackett, that's the first piece. What What's next? But uh, like I said, he's offensive-minded. That's good. Now, people are bagging on the fact that he's a first-time head coach. Listen, uh, you can't you can't lean on that. Every coach, every head coach was a first-year head coach. And you're either going to struggle or you're not. Look at Sean McVay. Okay, ready? Okay, shut the fuck up now. Okay? It happens all the time. If Nathaniel Hackett can get the Broncos a winning record and in the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers, that's that's big steps in the right direction. Okay? Time's going to tell if Hackett is a, is a good hire or not. Okay? But I'm going to stand behind him or shoulder to shoulder, however you want to put it. I'm going to stand behind George Payton and the Denver Broncos franchise. I want them to move forward. I want them to do well. And there's no reason to look at this in a negative light. 
There isn't. But that being said, if this ends up being a bust, I don't know what that's going to do to Broncos country. I don't. It's going to be devastating if this ends up being a failure. And I don't like to think about it, but man, it's going to piss me off as a Broncos fan if all of a sudden we get another head coach, we don't get Aaron Rodgers, and then we're just stuck with some blah quarterback, a shit record again. Oh my God, this better work. Better work. I, I believe in you, George Payton. I do. I do. All right. Do you see where that fan ran out onto the field during the Chiefs-Bills game when they were going at it? Epic game. Those two offenses were just like, it was just like this old school boxing match. They're just exchanging heavy blows. Well, the, a fan runs out onto the field. He was bet $1,000 to do it. Uh, then he got, he got leveled by Stephon Diggs of the Bills. Security takes him away. He's arrested. But was it worth it? It's funny because I'm kind of torn on this. I kind of am. Yes, it's worth it because he has an amazing story to tell. He's the guy, by the way, over at the end of the bar, he's the guy that ran out onto the field and got leveled by Stefan Diggs. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Here, let me buy you a beer. Okay, now this guy can drink beers for at least another month or so, right? Maybe even, even till next season. Who knows? But, come on, I don't like the idea of breaking a law to get street cred or anything like that. That's, that's annoying. At least, you know, I don't know, do something else. You're the guy that, you know, uh, goes skydiving naked, okay? That's the sound of the lemur slapping against his leg. Anyway, so do something like that. Ride a bull. I rode a bull when I was 18. Signed a waiver. It was like 10 bucks, some shit like that. I can at least say I did it. Do things by the book. It's, it's annoying when people do this, but it is kind of funny. I, I got to be honest, it's kind of funny. It's annoying, but funny. My dad, apparently, when he was in college, he went to CSU, Colorado State University, but he also uh, went to Syracuse. He finished up at Syracuse. And my mom was telling me that he used to go streaking. Like, I just don't understand why anybody would do that. And obviously, I can't ask him. But I just, I don't think I would ever do that. I just don't, don't, I don't have the gift, okay? <laughs> don't, don't feel like it. Uh, but anyway, hey, we're going to get into some disgusting eating habits. And we're going to dive into the DeHuff Uncensored mailbag. Can't wait to get into that. I got a few things that I'm going to react to. But first, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, they're amazing. I say it every episode, and everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. Did you know they deliver? Did you know they have curbside pickup available? Did you know they do online wine education classes? They do, they do, they do, okay? Stop on by 104th and Thornton Orange on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, 
free bars, and a beer garden with a 6x10 foot TV. Enter food and underground social games when we're voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Play Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. All right, so if you're thinking about consuming raw meat, you're an idiot, okay? There's this guy, and I'm, and there's, I know there's other people out there that do it because I've seen them do it before on social media. See some dickhead eating raw stuff. It's disgusting. I, I refuse to try. Although I've ate raw fish when I was in Hawaii. God, I miss Hawaii. Oh my God. If there's anybody out there that wants to send me to Hawaii, uh, then please send me there. Okay, I'll do the podcast. I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh, sure, Scott. I'll send you there. No big deal. I'll pay for everything. You just got to sleep on the beach. And with me. No. Anyway, that took a weird turn. It did. It did. Anyway, so this guy, if you go to Instagram, raw meat experiment, I think it's missing the T. So experiment. Anyway, so all his videos are him eating raw meat. So he he eats uncooked chicken. That's the most disgusting one. As somebody that used to work in a restaurant and I'd have to marinate raw chicken uh, for like Chipotle, like you get this, I can't remember how many pounds of chicken it was. It would be a giant box of chicken and we'd have to marinate it. And chicken, we'd have to marinate for 24 hours. And and just the, the smell of raw chicken, you, listen, the, Chipotle was the cleanest restaurant I ever worked at. But just like marinating, the smell, oh, just it has a smell. It's not like if if you just smelled it right now, it'd be fine. But it's just like when you got a bunch of it and it's just, oh, it's just gross. Just gross. And it's just kind of slime. Can't imagine eating that. He also eats uh, ribeye steaks, raw, glasses of eggs, raw. Disgusting. Here's the thing. You can get horribly sick, including salmonella, listeria, E. coli, and some other shit that I don't even know how to pronounce. I don't understand that. But that being said, this guy is going around talking about how, listen, when he first transitioned to this, he his body did not like it. But then it, it quickly got over that, and now he feels like he the best he's ever felt. Because all the processed food that he was eating just like would wear him out. And now he feels like he has more energy. And, and it's, it's, I don't know. When I look at this, it's like, I don't feel like that that's worth doing. I don't. I love the flavors. The flavors that a grill can bring to a piece of meat is amazing. Amazing. Oh, when you get that nice sear on a, like a steak. Oh, oh, God, I love that. Even on chicken. Oh, my God. This motherfucker's eating raw. See, he's not even putting seasoning on it. It's disgusting. Not that I saw it anyway. Especially, I love a good flame-broiled burger. Oh, God, that's delicious. I don't, I don't care. I, I, I'll pass. I'll pass. Unless it gets rid of COVID, Dick. I'm not doing it. Okay? You guys know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, again, check him out on Instagram, Raw Meat Experiment. It might be missing the T, or otherwise, or I did a shitty job.
copying and pasting. Anyway, just ugh, so gross. All right, let's dive into the mailbag. It's the mailbag. Yeah. Put it in my bag. That was a high-class open. You're welcome. Okay, so I asked people to, to chime in, and I got a few guys that uh, did so. And if you ever want to chime in and just give me some random thoughts or there's a story you want me to hit on, whether it's sports-related or not, you guys, you listen to this podcast, you know I go any direction that we can think of. I love it, especially if it's, like, creepy. Ooh, maybe you got a good murder mystery story you want to share. Ooh, let's get into that sometime. Anyway, this one, first one comes in from Sherman. He says, do you ever catch yourself going down the, if I win the lottery rabbit hole, I swear to God, by 2 a.m., I had three companies and over 125 employees. All I could think about today was how I was going to keep my companies moving forward. My wife was laughing at me and said, you have to win first, you idiot. <laughs> I've done that way too many times. And it is fun to sit there and think about what would you do if you won. I always start with like, well, I definitely want to take care of a few people that I know that, you know, have helped us out and then, you know, kind of, you know, pat them on the back and like, here's a couple hundred dollars. There you go. But you won $10 million. I know. You're welcome. Here's 500 bucks. No, I'd probably give more. And that's the hard part is you'd want to be helping so many people out. I want to say it's like 70% of lottery winners end up going bankrupt. They have the same mistakes. They're, they're just not smart with their money. And they, and they also just trust the wrong people. So that would be hard. Be a very difficult thing. But you, I always think about, yeah, what would I do with it? And I always remember, and I've brought this up before, is if you win the lottery, you know, everybody says that you'd quit your job. And then you go traveling. But then what? Alfred Williams told me that. He's like, then what? Because we were talking about this one time, a long time ago. So, okay, you travel the world, then what? I was like, well, that'd take, you know, a, a, significant, a significant amount of time. He's like, doesn't take as long as you think it does. Then what? Basically, you have to keep yourself busy. So it's interesting that Sherman says that he, he says he would have three companies and over 125 employees because that would actually be a smarter investment with your, your money is to actually continue to have your money grow. You, you would... You know, it would it wouldn't just be depleting. You would actually be uh, adding back to it. So that actually is a smart move. Sherman sounds like a smart guy, whereas I always think be like, well, I'll just travel the world and then go hang out on the beach, <laughs> and then my money just slowly disappears. Next thing you know, yeah, I'm working at McDonald's because they pay you know better than radio. Anyway. So that's interesting. That is interesting to think. Oh, my God. Yeah, your, your mind wanders. Depends how much it is, I guess. You'd, I'd want to invest in something that I enjoyed. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably a restaurant or something like that. But I wouldn't want to really run it. Maybe if it's, if it's like $3 billion that I won, uh, I'd buy the Broncos. There you go. You're welcome. This one comes in from Rob, my neighbor. The only thing I can think about that crap that went down in our hood last weekend and how violent Colorado has become. So the other night we wake up and there's like a shooting going on. It scared the shit out of everybody in the neighborhood. 
And it's fucking annoying as shit. It was like some house party and some dickhead came outside and just trying to, you know, be macho and start shooting. It's fucking annoying. I hate that shit. Hate that shit. Nobody thinks you're cool or tough. Just They just think you're stupid. Okay? Nobody thinks you're cool because you're going out waving around a gun and shooting it. Everybody thinks you're dumb and you're an idiot. So don't do that. I, I can't stand that stuff. Drives me nuts, especially because I have kids, and there's tons of kids in this neighborhood. Pisses me off. Don't be an idiot. This comes in on uh, from Chaz on Twitter. He said, listen, let's get to some serious business. What's the status of B-Ball Gate? As you guys heard last episode, my basketball was taken from me. God, it still hurts. It still hurts so bad. Uh, I have not received my basketball. I was hoping that it would arrive in a in a box on my front doorstep with an apology letter and a bow. Maybe some glitter. I don't know. I was hoping that's what would happen, Chaz. But it didn't. I will go to my kids' basketball games this weekend. We'll see if anybody returns it. Uh, I imagine they will feel much shame when they present it to me or to someone. And I expect an apology note and uh, maybe a gift card. Uh, Ideally to Olive Garden, that would be delicious. I love their breadsticks and salad. But I would be fine with a Taco Bell gift card as well. Uh, (laughs) Chaz also followed up with, come on, because I responded back with, it still has not been returned, and my heart is still broken, something like that. And he wrote, come on, peeps, have we turned into a society that steals a grown man's basketball and makes him cry? Yeah, we have. We have. Son of a bitch. Disgusting motherfucker. Probably sitting back just rubbing oil all over the ball, and God knows what they're doing to it. You disgusting sons of bitches. That's my ball that you're buying. Anyway. (laughs) I'm so stupid. All right, let's put a bow on this thing. Okay, did the Broncos get their guy, Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, they did. They did. I'm not shocked that they went with Nathaniel Hackett. It seems like a no-brainer. I know the popular choice in the media was Dan Quinn, but when you took a step back, from the Denver Broncos and the franchise, it makes sense to go with an offensive mind versus a defensive mind. Okay? It does. So the fact that I told you this was going to happen like two, three weeks ago and on this podcast, I told you that they were going to go with an offensive mind and it made sense to go with Nathaniel Hackett for multiple reasons. Listen, that's why you listen. Okay? You're welcome. I'm an educator. Okay, I see things with my mind. Okay, you're welcome. Yeah, the Bron- no-brainer that the Broncos get Nathaniel Hackett. Will Aaron Rodgers come in? I don't know. Doors off the hinges. Motherfucker just has to walk in, essentially. Essentially. We'll see. But I'm standing behind the Denver Broncos, George Payton, and, of course, Nathaniel Hackett. I want the Broncos to do well. I fully support this move. And go Broncos. Let's, again, like I always say at the end of every podcast, let's keep moving forward. I believe this will work, especially if they get Aaron Rodgers, okay? 
don't be an idiot, although it is kind of funny, and run out onto the field for a $1,000 bet. Okay, right? But go streaking in an adult situation, not where there's children around, because then you deserve to get the shit kicked out of you. But if you're at like a college party, go streaking all ahead, because that go ahead and do that. That's funny. <laughs> Don't eat raw meat. That's just gross. We all can agree on that. If you do eat raw meat, send me a video of it or tag me on, on social media. I want to see that, kind of. I kind of want to see it. I don't want to try it. Although, like I said before, I have consumed raw fish, whether it's um, like at a sushi place or when I was in, I can't remember what that's called, uh, in Hawaii. They do that a lot, and it was delicious. But they put seasoning on it, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, it's crazy. If you win the lottery, be like Sherman and invest in companies and employees, and get your money. Keep that money growing. Be smart. Don't be like me and just want to retire and just sit on the beach and just drink mejitos or whatever else I can get my hands on. Work on my tan, I'll burn. I burn so easily on the beach. Ugh, ugh. But last time I was in Hawaii, I had bubbles on my back because my skin blistered so bad. Oh, it was so disgusting. Then I had to walk around the house, the beach house that I was sharing with my brother and his family, and they had to look at my blistering, bubbling back. It's disgusting. Felt sorry for him, but not really. Uh, also, if you wave a gun around, you're a dipshit and nobody likes you. Okay. Nobody thinks you're tough. We all think you're stupid. So don't do it. Do something else. Do something else. Okay? Draw pictures. I don't know. <laughs> so stupid. Well, he used to be a gun-crazed idiot, but now he just does portraits at uh, parties. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> Who is that? That's Carl. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he at the last party and like he got arrested for shooting guns at the ground or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Now he just does oil paintings. Yeah, really good. Has a gift. Who knew? Who knew? Also, I will give you an update next episode if I got my basketball back. Because I really don't want to buy a new one. You guys know me. I'm cheap. I'm a cheap mofo. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, truly appreciate you guys all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whether it's in audio form or on YouTube. And then, uh, by the way, I want to say special thanks to Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. They are amazing every single time you go in there. Always great food. Speaking of great food, yeah, they get a great char on their burger. Oh, they have great burgers over at Blake Street Tavern. Love it. Anyway, I could keep going on and on and on. Also, Total Beverage, you guys are awesome as well. Go to Total Bev dot com and check out their amazing selection it's the huff on censored thank you guys so much for tuning in let's keep moving forward i'll talk to you next time